guys. How's it going? This is Peter from Hawk Talk. And this is Sean from I'll Be Back. And, and exactly. take it away, Peter. Take it away, Pete. <laughs> this is a joint episode, so we'll be just be, you know, shooting the, the talk uh, here at Hawk Talk. Uh, and I'll be back, and we'll share our takes on what we think for this upcoming Big Five matchup. And I think that's what it is. It's big. I don't know about you, Sean. What do you think? Uh, I, I agree. I mean, it's, uh, you know, aside from Nova, the rest of the big five the last couple of years has always been up in the air. And uh, I think that's this this year. Same thing more than ever. So uh, definitely uh, a big game up this upcoming Saturday. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, both of our teams are up in the air, you know, Owls, Hawks. And also uh, one other thing that's up in the air that I think we need to address because it's sort of like the elephant in the room is when are you guys coming back to the A-10 and leaving the <laughs> AAC? Because we we need you and you need us. And <laughs> it would be perfect. You uh, you must follow John Rothstein on Twitter. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we got enough football money that I just don't see that happening. Uh, I mean, I see the the reasons why it would be brought up, but just the, the American, as, as shitty of a conference as it is for football, we still get paid more. So for now, and even with the, uh, the adjustments that are going to happen in conference realignment, um, I mean, I, I thought you're going to say the elephant in the room is when are we going to get a temple football coach? Because that's, <laughs> that's what uh, I think half of my fans are wondering when, what we're going to be announcing this week. So. Yeah. From an outsider perspective, I guess, uh, and Tony feels very strongly about this. Football in Philadelphia is for Phil is for the Eagles and anything else is stupid. So it's it's just not Temple. It Temple has to forget about football. He's I'm with him in in the same way because I want I'm kind of like John Rossi and I see <laughs> I see this like amazing opportunity for Temple to come back to the A10 and I think it would help the Big Five. It would help Temple basketball. It would be good. Um. I'm curious, because uh, we just got a new athletic director, uh, if he's given it any uh, consideration. Uh, my guess is, like I said, you know, we need, we need a new football coach first, and then we're going to go from there. Um, Peter, I, I always tell my fans, um, tonight I'm just drinking a yingling, nothing too crazy. Uh, what, what do you got over there? Anything good? Uh, I, I usually, I don't really drink beer too often, but I have an uncanny valley. I don't even like IPAs. But, you know, I guess after, tonight, I don't know if you saw, we played Villanova not so long ago. and I, I followed along so, a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't so good. You didn't have to follow along for a lot of time. So I guess that here I am now. And just, yeah, Tony's not here to, you know, to support me and after this big loss. So um. It's funny. So me and you got connected through, there's a, a couple other basketball podcasts on Twitter. And uh, one of these guys reached out to us and uh, kind of connected us all together. And immediately you and me noticed each other, Hey, fellow big five guy. Um, so it kind of worked out for both of us to uh, get together and do this episode. Yeah, absolutely. So shout out to them. I, the, the, that is just good timing and a good thing because I think both Temple and St. Joe's programs, they need, they need insight as to what's going on. I mean, 
I've seen a lot of recently about how people, how much people are upset about the fact that we're really getting away from how historic the big five is. And when we think about how great of programs are within the big five, it's not just Villanova. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of, I'm going to give you a little temple brag right here, but they're the fifth most winning college basketball program in division one basketball. I mean, let that sink in. That's higher than, higher than Villanova, higher than most blue bloods per se. And they're just one of the other members of the big five. LaSalle has multiple national championships here a long time ago. And then St. Joe's obviously has a, a, sto- a very storied program. And Penn, Penn basketball is really, I think, a solid program. So there's a lot of people who are saying, you know, we need to get back to our roots and we need to get back to playing at Palestra, the Palestra for big five games. Uh, I don't know if you have an opinion on that, Sean. But So uh, it's funny that, that uh, Temple is the fifth winningest uh, program is, is a great trivia question. And I, I've, most people are shocked when that is the answer because – Based off our recent five to ten years success, it hasn't been that successful. So it is it is a really fun trivia question, um, and I've had people ask me that uh, more than once in the years past. So I appreciate the uh, the little slight brag there for us. And uh, yeah, I mean we got to get back to that uh, you know stature. And I think the rest of the Big Five, you're right, it, it has the potential. Uh, I'm all for playing every game at the Palestra. Um, I've heard multiple you know rumors of why they don't anymore, and it usually comes down to Villanova crying. But uh, I don't know if that is true or not. But, uh, yeah, I wish every Big Five game was back at the Palestra. Like, you know, this upcoming Saturday would be fun. I was there uh, last Saturday when Temple played at Penn, which was a good win, by the way. Uh, it kept it a little closer. Uh, as we mentioned, you mentioned to me before uh, we started recording, uh, Califf Battle, who's now out for the rest of the year, uh, was a big blow for us. So missing him. But to still, to still get a win on Saturday for us was a, a good, good Big Five win. So hopefully – you know, we'll, we'll keep the season going without battle, but. Yeah, that's a good segue. I think <clears throat> for our listeners out there, uh, both Temple and St. Joe's, that's my dog, uh, <laughs> for both Temple and St. Joe's, I think it would be good if you don't mind, Sean, giving our listeners a breakdown of what, what to expect for this Temple team. What, is, what do we have in store this year? Uh, you know, uh, six days ago, I would have said Califf Battle will probably drop 25 and the rest of the team will contribute where is necessary. Uh, Jake Forrester has been up and down career, it seems like. I mean, he was, if you don't know him, he was a four-star recruit, originally committed to Indiana. Uh, you know, he comes back home to, he's from around the area. Um, and he's had some good games where you see flashes of him being a four-star recruit and he's had some games where he kind of disappears and it's, frustrating uh last game against Penn I think he finished with like 21 and eight and that's a a good we like to see that uh Damian Dunn who is our other go-to guard uh is definitely going to pick up the scoring with battle out now so that is going to be uh you know depending on how he I think he's kind of a streaky high volume shooter depending on how he plays uh could make or break the game if he goes 10 for 14 and has 24 points and he's good at getting to the foul line I think we win this game. If it, if Damian Dunn goes two for 12 and doesn't get to the foul line, St. Joe's has a really good shot to win this game. Um, we have a couple of freshmen that I do like a lot. Zach Hicks has shown the ability to shoot the three. 
And uh, Hasir Miller, if you follow local uh, high school recruiting, he uh, last year he was basically the second best player in Philadelphia. Um, and he, he has that Philly guard mentality, everybody says. Uh, so both of them I'm very intrigued for. Um, but yeah, with battle going down, I'm not going to make any, you know, bold guarantee predictions on the show, you know, especially for a big five game where anything kind of goes. Um, and I, I think ultimately Aaron McKee's going to have to start really coaching this team. You lose your probably best player, definitely best scorer. He, he's going to have to really up his coaching ability. So we'll see if he can pull that off. Um, how about you guys? How's St. Joe's looking this year? I know uh, you guys got Jordan Hall back. You had that transfer portal scare. Uh, how have you guys been looking? Yeah, so we, I um, I mean, it's a tough blow for Temple, but I, I noticed when you guys played USC, you looked really good and battle was a big part of that. Um, I think he drew it. He scored something like 26 points against USC. It was, it was a great game and really a few possessions, <clears throat> a few possessions away from it being Temple's game. Uh, yeah, whereas they, if, they yeah, almost pulled that off. <laughs> yeah, it was close. Uh, Whereas, like, if you watch the St. Joe's USC game, there were a few moments where it felt like it was a, a good game, but it was really USC's game from this from the the start. But as far as who to look out for, um, obviously, like you said, Jordan Hall tested the draft waters, ended up coming back. He's our guy. Uh, watch out for him. He's he's been you know described as sort of like a. Uh, a slow-mo uh, UCLA guy. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. The point guard for UCLA went on to play for the Spurs. Um, but he's a 6'8", kind of NBA-esque player. Very good. Uh, then we have Eric Reynolds, Jr. Uh, he's our point guard. You know, stringy, can score pretty well. Um, but aside from that, I'd say our main scorer is Taylor Funk, who is – lights out typically from three but last game was held to zero by Villanova that's an anomaly he's getting back on track tomorrow against Penn guarantee he has a big game uh and we'll see what he does against Temple then we have Cam Brown another sort of veteran leader on the team junior guard uh very streaky then we have uh lastly uh Ejike Obina who at center coming from a grad transfer from Vanderbilt. Uh, he's a 10 and 10 guy. I'll describe him as, but he can really, he's, he's really been able to score the ball well for us this year and sort of get it done down low. He's not to, the type of guy to jump out the gym or block people with crazy blocks, but he really has been great so far this year at St. Joe's and he's coming into his own. So we're really excited about him. So I think it should be a good matchup. What are your thoughts on uh, your guys' coaching status right now? You guys got uh, Billy Lang, right? Is he's in he's in year three, just as McKee. Uh, what like maybe what's your own personal opinion, and maybe just explain what the uh, you know consensus of the fan base is at the moment. Yeah, that's that's probably a, a hot question right now, a point of contention for all of CHO's fans, and I would say it's really we're split down the middle right now, whether it's People saying, you know, Lang needs more time. Get Lang out of here. It's it's hard to say. For me, I am a Lang believer. I think this is Lang's first year with his guys, um, so it's tough. It's tough to say. You know, it's tough to say. We don't have enough data. I think we had a tough loss against 
uh, Villanova. I think we we didn't look good against USC, but I think those just aren't our caliber of teams. I think these these games, these Big Five games against Temple and Penn, that's going to be Billy Lang's bread and butter. If he can't win those games, I, I mean the Temple one maybe less so, but if he can't beat Penn tomorrow. He's going to officially, and this is me, I'm sort of a Billy, Billy Lang supporter. He's going to be officially on the hot seat. You have to beat Penn. You have to at least have a really good game against Temple. If not, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, and then this is another tough stretch of non-conference play. And I say tough, but it's tough because they're must wins. I know you guys have a really tough non-conference coming up. Um, so... Yeah, I, I guess for me, I am pro Billy Lang. Um, it's his year to really sh- step up and sort of sh- show us what he's been talking about this entire time because he said some dramatic statements um, in the preseason. He says, you're going to have to kill us to beat us. And that really hasn't been the case um, <laughs> against against really good teams. So people are really heated about it. But what can you expect? I mean, Villanova is really good. We play them every year. We lose because they're really good and Jay yeah. Wright has a well-oiled machine. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and I, just as a, you know, my, my best friend growing up is a St. Joe's fan and I follow him obviously just through him and as a big five basketball fan, but I, I was curious of that. Like I said, you know, Lang and McKee both started. Um, and I think, you know, Temple fans are, we're giving McKee a little bit more of a leeway as a, you know, he's a hometown guy and, played at Temple, so you definitely, you want him to succeed here, um, but you can even tell, I mean, even after last year, the COVID year was a, a tough season for everybody all across the board, and as you said, this is the first year with their guys, quote unquote, um, and I absolutely agree with that statement, um, but yeah, I would say this year is definitely a, a little bit of a make or break year for McKee, and if at the end of the year, we're still like a 12-win team, and which is even tougher now to talk about with knowing that battle is out and, you know, if battle plays, I think they had a chance to get 16, 18 wins. Um, so we'll see how he does. Uh, and like I said, I earlier, um, he's really going to have to coach this team and do a really good job coaching, knowing um, all of those things that I just said. Yeah. I mean, who do who does Temple have coming up in uh, non-conference play? It's like crazy teams. Uh... Uh, well, right, we're actually playing Vanderbilt right now. Uh, I just threw it on ESPN Plus, which it's nine to ten. I think this is the first time I've actually recorded kind of like while watching a game. So it's actually really funny. Um, we have obviously Villanova. We got Drexel. Our conference is pretty good this year. I mean, we have obviously you guys on Saturday, which that's never a gimme, any big five game. Um, but we, Houston's ranked 14th in the country right now. Cincinnati's always got a good team. SMU is kind of stepped in the right direction the last couple of years. We play Memphis. Thank God we, we lucked into only having to play Memphis once this year. Um, although they don't look quite as good as once expected, but, you know, they still have four or five, you know, four-star to five-star recruits every last couple of years under Hardaway. So, yeah, we, we have some uh, good guys, some tough games you throw in. We played Clemson two weeks ago, and we played USC, as you already talked about. So, yeah, our, our schedule's been, you know, it wasn't a, a cakewalk this year. Um, but a lot of the older people, and I do not mean to say that in a bad way or a negative way, uh, for years have been saying that's what Cheney did. Cheney always stacked his schedule and he made it work. I mean, he said, play tough competition and see how it goes and you guys will get better. So I think a lot of people are happy that we're kind of slowly doing that again. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. We're both at the point where both of our coaches are sort of at the third year period where it's like, okay, you don't have any excuses at this point. It's kind of now the time where you need to really perform and beat teams that you should be beating. I think for us, we have to stay healthy, feel lucky that we're four and three. Temple's five and three. They're playing Vanderbilt tonight. We'll see. That's a tough matchup. But yeah, I think the name of the game right now is literally just survive and do at least finish. I don't know for you guys, for us, I think the bench, the, the, the floors finishing above 500 and finishing in the top of the A-10. Yeah, I would say for, yeah, definitely both, both schools, anything under the under 500, even a couple games over would be, yeah. Like, all right, is this coach the, uh, the real deal or do we got to start thinking about long-term what the next move is uh, coaching wise? Um, and I like Billy Lang, uh, you know, when that they made that hire, uh, I wasn't the biggest Phil Martelli guy. And when he got the boot, I was like, eh, I feel like that was maybe a year or two too late. Um, and kind of slowly was starting to think the same thing with Fran Dumpy. So it's, it's really funny how both schools uh, have basically the same coaching uh, trajectory the last couple of years. Um, see how it goes, though. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So uh, how are you feeling? I'm going to put you on the spot here, Sean. Uh, you can put me on the spot after. What are you <laughs> thinking? How is this game going to, like, how do we match up Temple, St. Joe's? How's it, how's it looking? Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be very, uh, low scoring and, you know, big five kind of, I don't want to say bad basketball, but just like, you know, hard nose defense and both teams end up shooting like probably 28%. Um, and it'll probably be like in the, you know, maybe fifties, uh, low sixties type of game. I, I don't want to say it's a homer pick. I just think temple actually this year might be a, a little bit slightly skilled, better team. Um, and I, I do think we pull out a win, maybe like 62, 56 in that range, like not a blowout, uh, definitely a close game. Um, and as I mentioned before, Damian Dunn is kind of now our, our go-to scorer. If he has an off night, there's no reason you guys cannot, that can't be the other way around, uh, 62 to 56, you guys, or something along those lines. Um, but for now, I will say, I, I think we are playing actually pretty good basketball at the moment. Um, so I will say Temple does pull out the victory on Saturday. So this is going to be the first time of the year where I will actually say I think that St. Joe's might might lose a game. Uh, <laughs> and this is coming after I said that they beat Villanova. Maybe I wasn't being serious, but I think that Temple is going to steal one from St. Joe's. Well, not steal one. They're going to beat them by 8 to 10. I think St. Joe's, they, they haven't shown – to me at least, that they can win these type of games. Um, I think Temple sort of aligns closely with what Georgetown, the type of team that Georgetown is, but maybe they're even more skilled uh, because they, they're longer and more athletic. Um, but yeah, I think this will be a really good game. Uh, if I want to give a score to it, I'll go 72 to 64. So that's my final score. Yeah. Or similar ballpark. You're a little hot. You think they're making a couple more shots, both teams at least. Um, yeah. And to make you feel a little bit better about your predictions, I think 
for Temple football this year, I, I predicted they would only lose like one game. So obviously I was very, very wrong and all of that. So don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> always go. You can always convince yourself like, Oh no, I think we'll pull this one out. And that doesn't always work that way. But, um, but no, I think it'll be a, a good game. Uh, I'll, I'll say this to you. Uh, if let's just say you, you guys win, who is maybe not well, like one of the star players, but maybe like an X factor off the bench or maybe a, not a usual contributor. Who do you, who would you look forward to like has to have a good game for you guys to pull this one out? Has to have a good game to pull this one out. It's good to be the two guys who have been hot and cold throughout their time at St. Joe's. It's going to be Cameron Brown and it's going to be Jack Forrest. If we need to, if we're going to win this game, a tough big five matchup, Pillar Funk is going to be guarded heavily. They, the recipe for disaster on Taylor Funk's part is very well known now because Villanova has the recipe of how to lock up Taylor Funk. I'm not saying Temple's Villanova. I'm saying that they simply showed you put an athletic forward who's able to really hedge on screens and fight off, of, fight off everything and stay with their man can really limit what Taylor Funk does. That being said, guys like Cameron Brown and and uh, Jack Forrest are going to have to step up in, in big ways, I think. That's just a theme going forward for the rest of the season. How about you guys? I mean, with Khalif Battle out, who is the – who's stepping up? Is it Battle – the other Battle? Is it uh, Forrester? Is so, it... uh, he missed last two games, but Ty Strickland, who was actually Rod Strickland's son – um, he is another transfer. He was originally a Wisconsin commit, and two years ago he came to Temple. Um, he's actually, and I had uh, another guy on my podcast before the year, Sam Cohn, who works for Al Scoop, the Rivals affiliate. Uh, he said Ty Strickland has a chance to be the sixth man of the team this year, and I was a little iffy on it because he hadn't shown a lot. Um, but no, the games he's played this year, Ty Strickland has been very good and productive. And I would say if if we if we look good the rest of the year, it's because Ty Strickland is stepping up in that scoring to replace battle, you know, maybe averaging eight to 10 points a game off the bench and really controlling the offense. Uh, like when Damian Dunn is off the floor as well. Um, so I'm looking to Strickland to keep up how he has done when he's played. Like I said, he missed last game. I think he missed the last two games, um, but he is, I, they just uh, showed him here. He's healthy tonight. I'm watching him. This game is brutal, by the way. I think they just showed both teams. Both teams are like three for 14. So not really missing much. Uh, it's it's 10 10 with 10 minutes left in the game well the first half I should say first half, so, yeah. 10 minutes 10 minutes into the game and neither team can really score um which this is this is exactly how I picture the game Saturday going is just nobody can score it's just gonna be grinded out defense uh I'm sure a lot of trash talking as a lot of these guys have played each other over the years a lot of them are local and played against each other in high school um I I'm super excited for it are you going to the game I unfortunately am not going to the game. You are not. Uh, I am not. I, I told you earlier, I coach. Uh, I actually have a basketball game for my seventh and eighth graders uh, at eleven thirty that morning. So I'll be rushing home. Hopefully, our nice. game does not go to overtime, and I'll be rushing home to watch it. <laughs> so on Twitter recently, I saw someone ask the question: You know, who's going to be the next team to make the the NCAA tournament? Is it going to be St. Joe's? Is it going to be LaSalle? I think why not throw in Temple and Penn in that conversation? 
maybe their avenues to getting there are a little, little bit different, but who do you think within the next you, you know few years, which team out of the big five is going to make it to the tournament first? I would say, um, you know, St. Joe's definitely is ahead of LaSalle and that uh, just based off of how their, their team looks and where they're at in the, the A-10 um, and that uh, conference. Uh, I think Penn, I mean, for years, they always, you know, ran the Ivy League. So they, I don't see a reason they can't get back to that. It might take them a couple years. Uh, Temple really, their conference is better than I think some people will give credit for, especially in basketball. I mean, they could be a four-team uh, conference or a five-team conference on a really good year. So if Temple wins 20 games in their conference, which like if battle plays this year, I think 16 game, 16 wins was very, very realistic. Um, so if, if McKee just slowly keeps improving, there's no reason in next year, you know, you get a healthy battle back and you get a lot of these younger guys back improving, you know, in a, in a good world next year, the temple could be a 20 win team. There's no reason that team's not at least on the bubble. Um, does it happen? That remains to be seen. You know, I, I said the same thing uh, the last couple of years under Fran Dumphy, think, thinking that it could happen and it didn't. Um, and, you know, uh, you, you said it earlier, though, with, uh, Billy, you know, it's, he's finally getting his players. And I, I think that is the best way of putting it. And it's the same thing with McKee. Like, this is his team now. He has there was a big thing of how he wanted. He got long athletic guards, a lot of guys who can run the floor and shoot a lot better than what we've gotten in years past. So if all those guys pan out the way they're supposed to, I, I think Temple does have a shot down the road if everybody meets their potential. Um, how about you? Same, same. Would you agree with that? It, you know, any, anything you want to add? Yeah, I think it's, it's funny because like it, it's, it really has a lot to do with the conference you're in. I think, you know, Penn could simply make it first because of the conference that mm -hmm. they're in. I mean, being like the weakest of the conferences. And then you you go to the City Six and it's Drexel also has the chance to really yeah. like get there even before us too. So, but yeah, I agree. I think I think Temple is building in the right direction. They have like a really good player in battle. Um, it's just about everyone staying healthy and things coming together at the right time. Yeah, and uh, as you know, injuries happen. They are what they are, and. I think everyone has said the the right things for us with that. It's just like, hey, the next guy's got to step up and other players got to step up. Um, uh, I'll say for for you guys, uh, I think, you know, a, a player like Jordan Hall shows you're, you're getting some guys and developing guys who are heading in the right direction. You got a, one or two more of them. You know, I'm not saying you're going to have a repeat of the Jameer Nelson Delonte West season ever, you know, time soon, but uh, – I don't see why St. Joe's definitely can't be, you know, and I don't I'm not saying they're irrelevant at the moment, but, you know, get back to that relevancy and get to that tournament. Uh, any, no reason they shouldn't at least have it on their mindset, you know? Yeah. I think that's what St. Joe's fans are really, they really are desperate to see. They want to see a winning culture where people return back. We don't lose guys like Jordan Hall that was going to be devastating for the program when he first said he first went out to transfer to Texas A&M. A lot of people were feeling very, very, very bad about the program, but we're bringing in really good guys. We have some really good recruits for next year. I'm excited. We'll see what the team looks like. I think 
we're trending in the right direction. People are going to have to be patient though. It's, we're not going to be the type of team that has a sort of Jameer Nelson, Delonte West run necessarily just overnight. It's not, it's going to take years. I think, I think it'll take a few more years. Um, you know, who knows, maybe this year we do really well in the Atlantic 10. Um, the same could happen to Temple if they get their guy back uh, with, with battle. You never know. I mean, it just teams get hot at different times. Yeah, I'm looking at your guys' schedule now. And, I mean, aside from – and I'm not so into the A-10 as I once was. Um, aside from VCU, who – is Rhode Island good this year? So, for us, it is uh, the St. Bonaventure uh, Bonnies who are really good. They're like, okay. Yeah, they're the, they're the like, anonymous favorites. Unanimous, I guess. Yeah, they're the, they're the favorites of the A-10. Gotcha. Uh, everyone says, like, they're the best – team they're definitely going to win the a10 and then we have some other teams who are sort of up there like richmond vcu uh davidson's always pretty good um and then other than that uri's decent um yeah i don't know it, it right now it sort of seems like it's um it's st bonaventure and then the rest of the a10 that's sort of how it's been described we'll see yeah how- We'll see how it pans out. It's sort of like, I don't know. The Bonnies are a much older team, but I know coming into the regular season, you must have been sort of frustrated hearing how good Memphis is going to be. And then they're like, not that great. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, Memphis is, I mean, they've been intriguing. And, uh, you know, for the conference's, uh, you know, national spotlight, it was, you know, cool to see like, hey, they're getting mentioned a lot and this, that, and the other. Um, I feel a little bit like, I mean, because Hardaway was an AAU coach, and he he comes in and basically just brings half of his like AAU program with him, and uh, I feel like they're it's not necessarily illegal, but it's it's borderline cheating if that makes sense. <laughs> um, and you know they get Amani Bates, who I'm you know he it sounds like he's going to be a one done guy anyway. Um, you know, are they slowly just becoming like the Memphis of our conference, kind of like hey, um, but yeah, they have a couple losses, and it seems like. Uh, you know, he's got to kind of get that locker room uh, back in check. Not not that I think they'll spiral out of control too much or anything like that. But, um, yeah, that you know, I'm sure the, the St. Bonaventure's team is built a little differently than Memphis. So, <laughs> yeah, like St. Bonaventure returns, I think, five, four-year starters. So and they're all, <laughs> yeah, and they're that's five, four-year starters, and they were – almost they they were almost top 25 last year so they're they're a solid team i think they're for a while they're top 20 so um so uh peter i, I don't know I don't, you have anything else to add for this i mean we we gave our predictions we gave our you know our output uh i saw you tweeted out uh any you know try to get a, like a little fan mail any we get any oh, yeah. on that yeah we can do that right now so they're sort of st joe's driven uh that's but, fine yeah yeah, we can get we can read those now. Save save me some time. Thanks. All right, let me pull those up. So we have the Hawk enthusiast, who's sort of one of our frequent listeners. He says, "Will the alumni hunt Billy down if uh, he goes zero in the Big Five this year?" 
that reiterates uh, kind of what you were saying earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we lose uh, Hawk Enthusiast, if we lose to Temple and LaSalle and Penn, I mean, maybe I will things will be very bad i mean i will have to reconsider my entire life uh, maybe <laughs> i'll maybe i'll change jobs i don't know hawk enthusiast if this happens i'm telling you billy lang i don't think he'll see another year if we lose to every every single big five game um it's it's very much so a possibility i suppose but <laughs> i assume you guys will at least beat LaSalle and maybe drexel yeah Def- yeah definitely those two <laughs> Well, we, is... lost the, we lost the Drexel, so. Oh, oh, yeah, that already happened. All right. Uh, ooh, so pressure tomorrow night then for Penn. Exactly. But last year we beat the South twice, so we'll see. Um, yeah, so I, I think we'll, we we stand a good chance to beat Penn tomorrow. They're, they're a three-win team. They're, they're not so great. And I think LaSalle will be fun as always. So Then we have another question from – uh, our friend at Crimson and Gray Report, who asked, "Are we cowards for not playing Penn at the Plus Um And then he also asked, "Also, over or under fifty three point five three point attempts between both teams tomorrow." Um, <laughs> so, I would say definitely over. Just just go ahead, put that in. Um, that both teams like to throw throw up shots so no worries I, I got you there and then as far as are we cowards for not playing at the palestra i've been to games palestra at the palestra where we play pen their home crowd isn't like it's it's basically a neutral site so the answer is no we're gonna bust people over to the palestra and it'll just be like it'll be probably more exciting than the hagen game so we're definitely not cowards any any insight there, Sean? I don't know if you've ever been to uh, a game at the Plestra. I, I like. have actually. Uh, I've been to a couple, and uh, I I like the Plestra a lot. And I I, w- I do wish all the Big Five games were played there again. We just played Penn at Temple, and I assume that it was you know it was Temple's considered the home team. I don't know how they're they're deciding these things anymore. Um, do I think we're cowards? I, don't I It just seems like the big five has gotten away from it. I don't know if the coaches or the athletic directors all got to meet again and say, hey, this is a fun tradition. I think part of it is they all got greedy and they want the ticket sales. Yeah. If, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I feel like if you're, if you're Villanova, Villanova is probably the one who's losing the most out of this. Um, yes. So, I don't know. There should just be some huge promotional deal a big five tournament at the palestra every year we play each other all around the same time anyway why not just make it into a tournament i mean that's my opinion on it make it the city six have drexel there um people would love it i think if you made it into a a tournament like um circuit so that's my take on it i I think that's a, a great idea do that like thanksgiving weekend and have games like wednesday friday saturday and like a championship on sunday yeah, exactly. Villanova win it, win it no matter what. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> we could just we could just uh, email the you know city and the palestra and be like, look, we just came up with this great idea on the podcast, and uh, we want uh, some re- revenue as well as oh yeah, 
figuring it out. <laughs> we'll take five uh, percent revenue on that. That's perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> or alcohol sales. There we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Save us money in that, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a fun time. Uh, we'll definitely have to do this again next year. When yeah, absolutely. Um, I I feel like now I I got to start doing like a mailbag or question section or something. That was cool. I, I enjoyed those people throwing those into you. Yeah, it's a good time. Usually uh, Tony does them and he'll, he'll read, he'll like make fun of people. He'll like read them in funny voices. So it's <laughs> <laughs> pretend they're like WIP callers calling in or something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Uh, well, Peter, thank you so much for, uh, you know, us getting together. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have some, you know, very friendly competitiveness basketball on Saturday and maybe some bragging rights, uh, depending on how it goes. Right. All right. Great. Thanks, Sean. No problem, man. Um, and as always, guys, I'll be back. That's my sign off. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that on your show. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're good. I'm See just wondering, you do, you, do you have...